Welcome back to North of Shy, the Baird and Warner North Shore podcast. My name is Eric Schwinger, and I am one of five hosts that you've got today. Uh, I'm sitting here with Catherine Leonard. Good morning. Ian Robinson. Hello, everybody. Dina Listener. Hello. And Bob Kohler, who's the new designated managing broker of our Winneka office. Welcome to the club, Bob. Hi, everybody. Happy to be here. Great. So here we are. It is early June 2022, and we are going to discuss today what's going on in our local market areas here on the North Shore of Chicagoland. So um, let's start with you, Catherine. Um, what's going on in the Evanston market right now? Well, uh, I hesitate to use the word shift because people interpret that incorrectly, but there definitely is a shift in terms of the amount of time that properties are resting on the market. Um, and that means we're seeing, God forbid, open houses, which is exciting news, uh, particularly for newer agents trying to get out there and meet folks. Um, but we have to caution one another, and I'm sure my colleagues will say the same, that this doesn't mean all of a sudden the market is flooded with inventory. Uh, the shortage remains. Um, but I think it's safe to say there's a little bit of a shift. And I will bet some of you will concur. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting, right, how much things have changed in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, right now, we're looking at somewhere between about 1.4 and 1.7 months supply mm -hmm. in all of our market areas. And that's Highland Park, Glenview, Evanston, Winnetka, Wilmette. Um, and typically, a normal year would be be six, seven, Absolutely. eight months supply, right? At this time of year. Um, and we're looking at a month and a half to, you know, a little less than two months supply in all of our market areas. So historically speaking, we're still at this incredible shortage of inventory, but because of what's happened over the last couple of years, it feels like uh, there's a lot more inventory than there actually is, right? Are you kind of seeing the same thing up in Highland Park, Dina? I definitely am. I'm also noticing that with buyers, uh, it seems to be that they're jumping into the market. They're still looking for homes. They're still interested in homes, but they're becoming a little bit more wary of the properties that they're purchasing, the house. They're not, um, it doesn't seem like they're jumping in at just any house for any reason. Their, their expectations are a little bit higher. They're focusing a little bit more in on inspections and um, they're not as willing to overpay for a house as they were a few months ago. So we definitely see a softening happening. Um, but again, inventory is still limited. A softening, yeah, yeah. but it's not soft. It is and not soft. Be careful. Right. Yes, yeah. a definite softening, but it has not fallen apart. Mm -mm. Yeah, and I think you guys have nailed exactly what's going on. Uh, one of the questions that I got a lot in the last week is there was a, a article from KCM, you know, which most of us follow, saying that out of the last six recessions, only two of them, the prices went down, and only in the great bubble bursting did the prices go down substantially. And say they, they're saying, well, how can that be true? Because, you know, and the reality is it can be true because the average and medium prices don't necessarily change that much. But what houses the people are buying for the money changes. So in real estate, we have to be cautious of kind of the false truths of real estate and median and average are false truth. The real truth is what is the apple to apple? A house that sold, you know, a period of time before and an almost identical house what is the price difference between that actual house? 
And when we have the situation, just like Dina said, the buyers are starting to go, wait a minute, prices got too high. Interest rates are going up. They're not going, well, the interest rates are going up, so I'm going to have to pay more for a house and I'm going to have to pay more interest rate. They're going, yeah, if the interest rates are going up, I don't want to quite pay as much and I'm not comfortable paying those sky high prices because I think the market is going to pull back a little bit. And that's just natural. Um, the other things that we should pay attention to is nationally. A few weeks ago, we were looking at around 3% a month of properties that were on the market were doing price changes, which is a historic on-scene number. Historically, it's usually around 33, 34% a month at price changes. Right now, we're back up a little bit over 20. So we're starting to see the price changes in our market areas we were talking about before we started recording. We're all seeing more open houses in our market areas, which is an indication that things are not selling immediately. It is still absolutely a seller's market, as everybody else has said. It is definitely a seller's market. It's just not an insane seller's market. It's moving into a more normal seller's market territory as we transition through this. Absolutely. I just yeah, want to add to that what Ian is saying about it being a seller's market. Um, I think that a seller should keep in mind in this market that getting their house ready is as important as it was two, three years ago. That, you know, being aware of maybe even doing a pre-inspection or doing, you know, figuring out what the issues are potentially with your house is important now because while it is a seller's market, it's not just a um, free-for-all seller's Absolutely. market. Mm -hmm. They have to be mindful of, of what they're putting out to the public. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think, you know, the demands of today's buyer are different than they were a few years back. And today's buyer wants a finished product, right? Not, not many buyers today are really that interested in taking on a big renovation project uh, unless the property is priced appropriately. So it is as important as ever to make sure you're doing all that pre-listing work to get the property ready uh, and to put a product on the market that today's buyer wants, right? Yeah, and be prepared. They're going to ask for issues in the inspection again. For a while, <laughs> they almost were not doing that. Yeah, and they were now, given their firstborn. For yeah, the yeah, and, and now we're seeing where buyers are asking, and maybe the buyers are still paying, you know, thirty thousand over asking, yeah. and they ask for five thousand dollars worth of repairs. And we have some sellers that are going, "Oh well, no, I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous." You got thirty thousand more than you're asking, and the next closest offer was ten thousand less. You're still yeah. ahead of the game, and that other buyer may not even be interested at this point. Well, I think you're gonna also, as an agent, you know, for the agents out there that are, you know, seeing this, it's shift or whatever, whatever's going on. Um, there's gonna have to be a lot more, you know, meaningful educational conversations they're gonna have with their buyers and sellers. Where it seems like uh, the market, it's it's had its pants on fire for the last couple of years, and and realistically. As in, you know, with our agents, it's those conversations are where do we list it? How many offers are we going to get? And as a buyer's agent, uh, how high do we have to go to, to get this thing? Well, now it's going to be start. You're going to start to see more educational um, processes that, that an agent's going to have to go through and actually really guide you know people through the process where it's not just kind of an automatic thing. And, right. and um, you know, more, more thought is going to have to go into to how we're education, educating our buyers and sellers. See, I think that's the key point today, Bob. And uh, when we talk to our agents in our offices, those of you who are listening, we're uh, suggesting that they really dig deep on a local level because even the Chicago land information is a little bit too broad sometimes. And so we have Altos reports that can dig into not just Evanston, for example, in our case, but, you know, 
condos or co-ops in Evanston and what's happening there. And that's what the buyers and sellers deserve to know. And we aim to provide that. Yeah. What I always tell agents is don't be scared, be prepared when the market is changing. And you need to be that market expert more so than ever when the market is in a transition period so that you can inform, as Bob said, your your buyers and sellers, you know, on what's going on. So it's our job to know all that information. And the reality is the agents that know that information and that are truly professional and that educate their client, those agents are going to do better when the market is shifting. They're going to do more business. The clientele is going to be attracted to them. Yep. All really good points. I especially like what you said, Bob, about educating the clients and re-educating the clients, right? Because we've all gotten used to one way of doing things over the past couple of years. And every seller that we interact with has a friend who sold a house with 15 offers the first day on market and, you know, got 50,000 over. So that's their expectation for their own house. But with this little kind of change in the market dynamics, uh, is that really an appropriate expectation at this point in time? Um, the other thing we have to educate the both the buyers and the sellers on is what's really going on in the local market, right? Um, I'm just sitting here in front of a laptop. I just did a Google search for real estate market and I'm looking at the news headlines. And the first thing that pops up is about a housing bubble that's about to burst and housing prices that are on the decline. And so a lot of people might be thinking right now as they read the headlines, oh my gosh, I missed my opportunity to sell. The housing bubble over the, that has developed over these last couple of years is bursting. Uh, you know, shoot, I should have sold a year ago. Well, we need to re-educate those sellers that, hey, it's still a really great time to sell here in Chicagoland. What's happening in other parts of the country isn't necessarily what's happening here. I mean, Austin, Texas is a really good example of probably a real life bubble in that particular market, but we're not in Austin, Texas. So we don't have the same dynamics as they have in our market. And when you, all you do is read the headlines, those headlines generally pull the most sensational stories from the most sensational markets, or they take all the data from the nation, right? And they put it all in, they aggregate it all. And that really is somewhat irrelevant to what's going on here in Chicagoland, in Highland Park, in Glenview, in Winnetka. Uh, so we really have to be the educators with our clients, both buyers and sellers, about what's really going on locally here on the ground. And I think yeah. on a very basic level, excuse me, Ian, um, yeah. for, for buyers who hear the mortgage rates are going up, uh, we feel it's important to translate that with the help of our own loan officers at Key Mortgage to say, okay, what does that mean on a monthly basis? It might just be 50 bucks a month. Uh, and so just to really drill down, what does it mean for you on your street at this time with your loan product? That's on us. Absolutely. And I think this is a really good after Eric's point uh, to remind everyone a few episodes ago, we did an episode on micro markets and that, that would be something really good to listen to right now because the micro markets are behaving differently. You know, uh, condos and townhomes kind of level off for several months. When you look at the Case Shiller data in Chicagoland, then they peaked up a little bit again the last month. So it's it's really hard to say that it's in general anything. So you got to look at the specific property type, specific locations, specific neighborhoods to really determine what's going on with that property. Um, so make sure that you're being the expert on your local market and keeping appraised of the news. And the bubble burst thing, I don't believe there's going to be a bubble burst. The bubble that we had in the mid-2000s, there was a huge foreclosure crisis that accompanied it. 
And right now we have historic lows of foreclosures. It's coming up a little bit as, you know, as they're starting to release moratoriums and stuff. But the reality is it's still incredibly low numbers. And even if that comes up, we're going to come up to a historic norm, not much beyond that, the way things are looking. And I think when, when Eric was talking about um, Austin specific, um, I, I like to tell people that, you know, in the Midwest, we're kind of boring. And that's not to be mean. That's just to say that our swings just aren't aren't as, as hyper as others where, you know, you you can have a market that's uh, like like in Austin where it's fundamentals change, which is what led to a huge run up or, or a decline. Um, so you can run up, you know, just fast the declines. We're in the Midwest and in, in our, in our markets specific, we don't do that. Our fundamentals are our fundamentals. They've been that way for a long time. Yes. We're going to move and ebb and flow with, you know, what, what the economy is doing and what's going on in the general markets. But yeah, this, the, the bubble talk is more, um, it's a, it's a great headline for for media you know outlets and and yes you can find markets where the fundamentals completely changed in the last five years and yes they're probably going to go through a, a decent sized correction but that's just not who we've been or in, in, in what we're all about that's, great that, that's a great point yeah the co- we see a lot more fluctuation on the coasts we see a lot more uh, fluctuation nowadays in these zoom markets right or zoom towns they call them Sort of, sort of small kind of mountain towns where you can have the outdoor lifestyle, but now you're able to work from there too. Um, so some of those markets are in much different places than we are here in a major Midwest metropolitan area. Um, yeah, in the Chicago Case-Shiller data, just in the last six months, we we surpassed the two, early 2007 highs in pricing after all that time. And a lot of the areas of the country, Austin, East Coast, West Coast, a lot of those areas are 20% or more ahead of where they were at at the highs in the mid 2000s. So, yeah. you know, we're, we've never got that highest to Bob's point there. And that's a good thing because when, when we correct, it's not going to be a massive correction, at least from all the indications we're seeing, barring something unforeseen happening in the economy or the world. Right. I hadn't heard the Zoom Town term. Yeah. I like that. Zoom that Towns. That's all right. right. Yeah. Used to be Boom Towns. Now they're Zoom yeah, Towns. Yeah, they're Zoom Towns. Thank that's you. Right. Mm-hmm. Great. Does anybody have anything else? Any other observations on their local markets that they want to share? I just want to add, you know, having done some research for my meeting this week, even the local cities that we specifically tend to focus on a little bit more, Highland Park, Deerfield, even Deerfield to Bannockburn, to Riverwoods, to Lake Forest, Lake Bluff, surprisingly, some of those markets are different, you know, based on my research, Bannockburn actually is a buyer's market right now, not a seller's market. And um, Lake Bluff, yes, their home prices are up, but their condo prices are actually down from historic highs. So um, I, I just want to reiterate that some of what we're talking about today is is generalized single family homes on the North Shore, but each market has its own little nuances. Yeah. So when before listing, buying just make sure that you're completely educated on that specific suburb that area that type of home yeah it's a really good point goes back to what we were saying before it's it's more important now than ever to really know your market areas to work with an agent who knows the specific market area that you're dealing with um, and to to really educate the clients for agents who might be listening to educate the clients as to what's really going on in their market area not what they see in the headline not what they heard about the next town over because it could be significantly different. 
Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, next time we get together, maybe we'll have some new market information to share, but I think uh, we've summarized where we stand right now pretty well. So uh, until next time, thanks guys for coming out and contributing to the conversation and uh, we will see you soon. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye thanks. everybody. Take care. Thank you.